0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everyone. It's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Minnesota Sports Podcast Network. On today's show, we got to talk a little Vikings. That was one of the best games I've seen this offense put up in the defense. I mean, the defense was the question mark, and we're going to get into that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Also, We got Jordan Taylor coming up in the hanging with Ron Johnson segment in the Daily Three. You don't wanna miss that because he told me before we did the interview, he has a story about a Klu Klux Klan situation at the Big Ten Tournament. You do not wanna miss that one. Coming up next.
1: On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions Big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it starts now.
0: Welcome to the Ron Johnson show and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. I am so excited today. Why? Because it's, it's just a Tuesday. The Vikings have the day off. Birds are chirping, sun's out. We got a Badger fan and a former Badger player on the show and the Badgers lost. I mean that's the best thing that could ever happen to me jordan Taylor's going to join me later on the ron johnson show but first we got to talk about the vikings we have to talk about them why because of their dominance when you think about what they did when you think about how they did it how they executed the play calling but before we jump into that when you subscribe to the locked on sports minnesota You are getting endless Vikings talk with local experts subscribe to the free locked on sports, Minnesota podcast feed, wherever you find your podcast and find our videos on the locked on sports, Minnesota's YouTube channel. And as I bring my producer, Sam extra into the show, we got to talk about the Vikings, the offense, the defense, the special teams, the coaching, Sam, when you think about what's coming up next. So the Packers, I mean, it's Tuesday, so you can spend a little bit of time on that. But it's time to move on to the Eagles. And when you're thinking about these Fly Eagles Fly, you think about Jalen Rager. You think about what he can kind of, I guess, tell the team a little bit because he knows this offense. Like, he wasn't cut. He was traded. The things he probably knows about this team, the things he probably knows about the Eagles. Um, what? Let's go up to the Packers first. When you wake up again, now it's Tuesday, you had time to really just relax, calm down, get get to the brass tacks of everything, get serious. What stands out to you about that Vikings game against the Packers?
2: Yeah, I, I think the offense did what the offense has done before, right? 23 points, that's a solid performance. Kirk was super efficient um, and mistake-free. But the difference was is that they had a great defensive performance to go along with mm-hmm. it, and they outplayed the Packers and special teams. They played complementary football. And Mike Zimmer's teams, for whatever reason, the last two years, they could never get it all going at once. If the offense was hot, the defense was cold, like last year at Arizona. Um, If the defense was hot, the offense was cold. Maybe special Mm -hmm. teams was screwing up too and and affecting things. It was all just in sync on Sunday, which was was massive. And I think the defense, probably the most impressive, Ron, the fact that they held Green Bay to seven, The pass Uh rush was getting home just with their front. They weren't even blitzing that much from what I saw, and they were still getting pressure on Rodgers. Other than the one Patrick Peterson breakdown on the first play of the game, really good coverage throughout. Um, So what isn't there to be encouraged by? Everyone just kind of carried their weight. The Vikings didn't have any catastrophic injuries, you know, like we saw elsewhere in the league. So Mm -hmm. you walk away feeling pretty good if you're a Vikings fan, but things can change super fast. So, what will they do on the road against a very different quarterback, uh someone who isn't as arm talented as Rodgers but is going to beat you with his legs.
0: Yeah, so we, like the the one thing I said, the thing that stands out to me when I wake up today is just Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, you know, we we talked about that. I talked about all the quarterbacks, Rams, uh you look at the 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 uh, Lions, you look at the well the Bears, you can't really say because it was the rain. Um, but you look at the miscues, you look at the Patriots, um, you look at so many teams that were out of sync. Uh, you look at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, there was one play where it was a jailhouse blitz and he never saw the guy coming. So there was a lot of things where I'm like, man, like, is it just week one jitters for teams and just, you know, just miscues or are the Vikings really just that good? Like, but you know, you can't, I mean, like, are we going to put a go all in on the dolphins now? But this is what I saw. I saw a Kirk Cousins that looked confident, a Kirk Cousins that looked relaxed, a Kirk Cousins that I, I feel like he's being like taken care of. I feel like he's being talked to. I mean, the head coach is talking to the offense every time they come off the field, celebrating with Kirk Cousins, not faking Lee. This is real celebration. This is real jubilation. This is jubilee. This is excitement. Kevin O'Connell looked like he was about to do the gritty at one point. Keenan McC- uh, McCardell is over there celebrating with Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk. I mean, it just seems like there is synergy. And I hate to use that word, but it seems like between all the coaches and the players, there seemed like there was synergy. And I think that, for me, is what stood out the most. The synergy within that locker room, with on that sideline, uh, just being out there in warm-ups. I got a chance to talk to Mike Pettin. Uh, former Packers coach, former Ravens coach. Mm-hmm. He's by coach with the Ravens. He's now a uh, defense analyst for the Vikings. I got a chance to talk to him before the game on the sideline. And he and I just chopped up a little bit about what we were going to see with this defense because we talked about the offense. And this was my takeaway that I got from the defense that he kind of brought up. You never know where Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith might line up. You never know if we're going to be in a true 3-4-3 three, three look or 3-4 look. If you notice, the one of Daniel's, I think the sack or the spin move they showed, his hand was in the ground like a DN. He wasn't the stand-up backer. So, and then there was the 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 uh, the Z move where he ran over Aaron Jones, and then Aaron Rodgers got blown up like he was in the A gap. Like so, they are gonna move around. Um, he said third down, you're gonna see it. and I think that's what we saw. It, or passing downs for sure. It's not always third down, just a known passing down. They're gonna they're gonna do some things to be like whoa what what are you doing here? The Ravens called it control chaos. He said we're gonna see a version of it, just not that. But you saw it. You saw Jordan Hicks fire when he saw it, it was a fire zone blitz because he was in zone and all of a sudden it's like look I'm gonna go. My guy's not running out. He's blocking. He turns his eyes inside because he thinks Jordan Hicks is in the flat. And Jordan Hicks just had the the wherewithal to like boom fire and he's out there. So that was my one takeaway was the defense. And then my other one was Justin Jefferson. Like him and Kirk Cousins being on the same page. His out routes with a guy in the flat and Kirk Cousins being able to stick it to the sideline. Like he made some throws where I'd be like, oh, but that's a different Kirk Cousins now. He's taking a little bit of a chance. He's not worried about an interception. He's like, look, if I get up my hands quick enough, we'll be fine. This linebacker is not going to get to this ball. He's thrown perfect balls all game. Like So so I, I just like that. I like his relaxed feeling. I like he looked like he took a couple of chances. Him and Justin Jefferson were on the same page. Uh, that was that. When you move on to the Eagles, yeah, it's that. It's the quarterback that can create a play, secondary play with his legs. When he gets outside the pocket, he's not going to sit in the pocket and look for a pass like Aaron Rodgers. He's not just going to duck and run and, and, and you know get hit or fumble the ball. He's going to try to make a play with his legs when he doesn't have anything else because they run that RPO where he's running, running, running. Oh, wait, I can pass it. Mm-hmm. We saw Josh Allen do it a little bit, too. Um, so that's going to be the, the key is, you know, can, can Brian Osamoa get healthy? Can Louis Singh get healthy? Because um, they're going to need more guys out there that can move in space, can cover all the guys, but also can spy the quarterback. So we'll see what that looks like. We always talked about this. Injuries can really hurt you. Injuries can keep you off of a field. Injuries can have you losing your spot. Uh, injuries can also screw up a season. We saw that with Daniil Hunter when those guys went down. Uh, Is Smith being hurt with the Packers? Like, when, when guys get hurt, it ruins a season. It, look at Dak Prescott now. Who knows what the Cowboys are going to be? They're going to have six to eight games without their starting quarterback. That might ruin their season. If they lose six, it's done. I mean, unless the Reds, the Washington mm-hmm. uh, Commanders uh, are terrible and the Eagles are terrible, I just don't see it being that way. Like, the Cowboys are going to have a tough, tough, tough upfield battle. Who's the other team in the NFCs? East? Eagles? Cowboys? Commanders. Eagles, giants
2: giants, giants. Gotta win, and
0: that's the other one yeah and the giants got to win um so who knows what they're gonna be like it, it, it's so hard to see but the eagles um yeah like the eagles looking looking at Dak being out they're like wait this might be our division now like Dak's out we might have a chance to get back to the playoffs but jalen hurts has got to be able to move around and that's what the vikings have got to keep in the pocket but again back to the vikings I, I'm just I'm excited about the motions and the shifts. That's what really got me the most. The motions and the shifts. It felt nothing like the, the Vikings have passed. Uh it was a new regime. This is what I'll say for you, Sam. When mm-hmm. you look at the Vikings offense and defense, by week four, because right now it seems like they're, you know, offensive led. Do you th- what where do you think do you think this is a balance of power? Do you think they're gonna even out? Do you think they're both gonna still be in the top ten by week four statistically? Uh where do you think they're gonna fall?
2: Yeah. I'm not expecting this defense to be a top 10 defense um, by the end of the year. That was an amazing performance. I still Mm -hmm. think that it'll it'll level out. They'll probably be a league average defense. I think the offense will be top 10 and I expect them to be maybe even top five. Like I still think that is how they're going to win 12 games is that the offense will fuel them. So is there more meat on the bone offensively? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, I, I think that people are very excited about Jefferson's performance I think the offense as a whole was solid. It was above average. I don't think it was unbelievable. Like, the Chiefs' offense was unbelievable on Sunday. The Vikings had 23 points. They had six Mm -hmm. points in the second half. But they were only 4 of 13 on third down. You know, they can be more efficient in the run game. I think there's still more for them to show on offense. And I think they can get there. Um, And I do think the offense will remain sort of the constant on this team. The defense might fluctuate a little bit. Um, but if they stay healthy, I think they can be, you know, top 15 in this league as well. And if the offense is top five and the defense is top 15, that is a formula to to make a playoff run.
0: Yeah, and, and to put it in context, with Sam was talking about, Kirk Cousins had an 80 uh, QBR. Pat Mahomes, 94. That man was balling. Uh, 360 yards, five touchdowns, 30 for 39. Uh, you're right. Like, it, it was just – it was an absolute – I mean, 44-21 victory over the Cardinals. I, I just wonder, like, is this Kyler Murray stipulation of watching film? Is there something to it? Because some of the blitzes he missed that I saw in highlights, that's just, like, not understanding – I feel like Kirk Cousins had a better gra- grasp of the filming. Like, I think he had a better grasp of understanding – uh, the situation and what are you supposed to do in those situations? Uh, but, yeah, when you look at the, at the Chiefs, it was a dominant performance, like all the way around. I mean, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 121 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, six catches, 79 yards. So, you know, obviously fitting in, fitting into this team. Um, he did have two fumbles. He lost one. So Juju has to get back. He he had some bad Juju. I think they're going to make a push for it again. It's going to be a, a Chiefs-Bills battle um in that afc but in the nfc it's anybody's i mean it's so wide open in nfc like you could easily put the vikings in that nfc championship right now like the way it all stands right now the vikings would be nfc uh north champs for sure and then probably in the nfc championship like i, I could see that like right now though there's one game in it could all change next week and we're like man they still suck but you never know if they blow the Eagles out or, or have a commanding win against the Eagles, then you're like, man, wait a minute. That was two games that were people were saying they might lose. Now when do they lose? The Cardinals aren't looking so hot. Now maybe DeAndre Hopkins being out could be part of it, but they're just not looking hot. But we are going to move into the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. I got Jordan Taylor joining me. As I said, it is going to be a good one. This man has some stories on top of stories, uh, some good badger uh, Gophers battles. Tubby Smith. Could Jordan Taylor have been a gopher if Tubby Smith had been the head coach a little bit sooner? Stay tuned and we'll see. But before we jump into that interview, we
2: have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net remains your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest lines and over unders at BetOnline.net. Game matchups, news, podcasts, and everything you need to know, not only about NFL and college football, but NBA, NHL, MLB, MMA, boxing and golf, you name it. It's at betonline.net, your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. So head to their website today or on your mobile device, betonline.net, where the game starts.
0: Up next on the Ron Johnson show is the Hanging with Ron Johnson segment with... Jordan Taylor, yeah, we're gonna call it behind enemy lines. It's not Wisconsin Badgers week just yet. I'm pretty sure when we play the Badgers, I'm gonna to have to get Jordan back on, uh, with probably like Trevor and and Damian, you know, uh, Damian Johnson have a little trash talk between Gopher Hoopers. Uh, but did I bring Jordan into the show? Uh, Jordan Taylor, man, thank you for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. Question for you before we get out the gate: Were you did you ever play football? Like, were you a football guy growing up?
3: Yeah, I was. Man. Shoot, everybody, all my friends still say that I'm a football player playing basketball. My neck used to be <laughs> thick, man. I used to be big. I had to slim down a little bit because I was getting self conscious. But yeah, I was, I was a, I was a slot receiver and a and a D back and a running back. But we ran in high school a, a double wing tight offense. So I said, I'm not, I'm not getting hit like this. Be... <laughs> at Benil, so you played at Benil, right? But yeah, I played till my sophomore year at Benil. and then they switched okay. to the spread the year after I graduated. I was like, y'all, look, y'all are crazy. <laughs> And so you played three years
0: at Wisconsin. Uh, you amassed over 1,400 yards. You were just uh, inducted into the Badgers Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Thank Jordan you. Taylor on that one. Uh, much deserved, man. I remember uh, watching you play because, of course, Trevor and Mbakwe and those guys uh, always watch Badgers, Gophers, Gophers, Iowa. Um, and then I heard about this kid from Minnesota that didn't choose the Gophers. Tell me about that recruiting process. You're at Benilde. The Gophers are right in your backyard and you decide to go to Wisconsin. What was the deal with that one?
3: Yeah, I mean, I committed early. I, I hated the recruiting process. Like I hated talking to coaches. You know how it is, man. It's like you talk to these coaches, only so many of them are, you. you kids. I mean, we're kids, but you get you get an energy from people. And Coach Gar was probably just the most genuine person. Like he was telling me what I needed to work on before they even offered me a scholarship, um, and then I went to a football game in Madison. Um, I saw some of the girls down there and, and that was a wrap. I was like, this, I didn't know what the swing offense was. I didn't know anything about it, but I was like, you know, I can make this work. So I just got it over with. And then Tubby came after I committed. So it, it was tough to, to change my mind after that.
0: So do you think if Tubby was there early on, like when you were seventh, eighth grade or ninth grader, do you think you probably would have been a gopher?
3: Uh, I, I think it would have been a, a better chance just because Tubby Smith was legendary in my household, man. They beat the Gophers mm-hmm. when uh, when I was a kid with Bobby Jackson and them. And nope. you know, I was a young black kid. and Him as a as a legendary black coach is, I would have been something that was kind of like it. it would have been hard to, to have him in my home or in my uh, or recruiting me and, and say no, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and this is Jordan Taylor on the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. And you just said something that triggered. I just want to throw a question in there because this is off the cuff. You know, we're having fun, hang, kicking it, hanging back. I'm going to have to get you out the hoop, though, man, because you're a real hooper. I love to, like, play uh, and take, like, guys out the hoop. And, and, you know, Quasi Adolfa Minsa said he can hoop. Uh, the, the the Vikings' new GM. Uh, you know, you got Gabe Henderson with the Vikings. i hooped with him. Uh, so I'm going to have to get you out there with us, man, because uh, when you get back, I mean, you're a real hooper. I mean, we can go. But, you know we got to go in somewhere and, and hustle a couple of dudes at lifetime somewhere but uh you brought up a good point about tubby smith being a black head coach and he coached in minnesota as well as clem haskins so minnesota is not in that uh i guess position of nebraska and you might have heard about it at nebraska uh mickey joseph is now the head coach of nebraska football he is the first african-american head coach in nebraska and not football history history the entire nebraska program basketball football <laughs> baseball soccer track and field lacrosse i mean whatever Wings, chess everything he is the first black head coach when you hear that man like why do you feel like as much as we've progressed in the nfl and they continue to talk about minority hires why do you think schools like that still uh are slow to like give african-americans a, a chance
3: um, you know, I think it, it's deep rooted. I don't. I think we could sit here and have a conversation for hours about it, to be oh, honest. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I try to not put too much stock in it. I think that I, I put a lot of stock in in someone like that. Finally get an opportunity and shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, people tend to hire people that look like them or are their friends, you know, whether you're yeah. black, white, whatever. And that's just the way of the world. So. I tend not to put too much stock in that. I think it's great that you see uh, people trying to trying to uh, shift the balance of power, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. Um, but you know, I, I don't know a ton about Lincoln, Nebraska, so I don't want to I don't want to generalize or anything. <laughs> but I, I can't I, I can't imagine there's too many black folks in, in Lincoln, Nebraska uh, to to be making those type of hires and bringing and bringing people of color in. So um, it's it's cool to see him get that opportunity. It's cool to see the world changing. Um, and it's cool to see, you know, people of, uh, from different groups, different creeds, whatever, getting some, getting some equity in, uh, in the world, especially in the sports world.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we all talked about Scott Frost, and I loved him for the Nebraska program because he was great to us at Minnesota. Uh, never put up a fight, never really tried to win a game. Uh, so I got to love him there. Like, but, but, you know, I think he had to die in order for Mickey Joseph to make history. So you know what? It, it's one of those Batman type of lines. I'm with it. Uh, And so I'm looking forward to it now. You know, it's tough now because I want Nebraska. I don't want them to win against us, but now I'm kind of rooting for Nebraska because I want to see Mickey Joseph do well. I want to see him get an opportunity to to like, um, you know, Notre Dame. They hired their black head coach um, and and that he, you know, Marcus Freeman took over Mm -hmm. at the end of the season and he got the job. So I'm hoping Mickey Joseph can show them in these next eight to nine games, something that Scott Frost didn't, which is just show up. Show up to a game and, and make it competitive, um, and don't screw it up. And so I, I think that's going to be the key. Uh, but the funny thing too is they they fired him too soon. If they fired him in October, they wouldn't have owed him much money. They fired him like <laughs> like three weeks too soon, and now they got to pay him all this money. I'm like, how dumb are you? Like, it's the Ed Orgeron. I don't know if you saw that that comment from Ed Orgeron that they asked him, uh, would he leave, and they said we'll still give you all of your money, which I don't know if it was like fifteen million. He was like. All right, where do I sign? And where's the back door? Like, I'm out of here. Like, i will take my 15 yes. to leave. It was, it,
3: <laughs> so when it, you it think was, about yeah, your time. 17. I saw you said, what door do you want me to leave? <laughs> right, back, yeah. Like, for that
0: much money, I'm out of there. So when you think about your time against the Gophers, man, let's take it way back, way back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen you guys battle on Twitter about this. Damian Johnson, uh, Trevor and Bakwe. You guys love to go back and forth. I see Kendall Shell in there. Um, what do you remember about your battles against those guys in the Gophers?
3: Yeah, well real quick too, I just wanna I don't know if that was a nod toward towards uh, Nebraska having all that money or if they just want to do it out that bad. Like I don't, and probably both, but to, probably to your both point, but that that's no that would, <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. But yeah, again, I hope he does well because I can't imagine the pressure he has on himself as an individual and just when, you know, as a black coach, probably you have a you have people depending on you, like you said. But uh right. yeah, uh me, Kendall, Dame and Trev have a group chat on Twitter. Uh that I have no idea why it's not through text message, but all we do is talk, all we do is talk, uh talk ish to each other all day, every day, uh share articles and stuff like that. Uh I was actually three and three against the gophers, but I was zero and okay. two as a freshman, so I didn't get to play that much. So I always tell them when I was playing, y'all didn't beat me. It wasn't very often, but uh <laughs> the gophers, man. God God bless y'all, God bless the football program, the basketball program. Y'all just, it's its just a different level. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a different tier, it's a different level. Y'all got so many great players. You know, you say you're going in the Hall of Fame this weekend. Congratulations to you. Uh, Trev is the one that gets, Trev bothers me because Trev always wants to rep the Gophers. And I got to remind this, man, you didn't choose the Gophers. You choose, he chose Marquette, went to Juco, and then came back. Like, so you can't even be repping the Gophers like that, man. That was like your third choice. So, Trev, Trev's a non-starter, but Dame, Dame, and Kendall got my respect because they out of town kids. They love the Gophers. They, they maroon and go through and through. So, Trev is too, but he, he, he needs to come off that.
0: So, so when you get a chance to see Dawson Garcia back in the Twin Cities, are you gonna tell him that like he's not a he's not a Gopher now? Like he's a he's a Marquette to North Carolina yeah. now a Gopher like. I-
3: I'm going to tell yeah, I'm going to keep it real with you at all times. The way Through my purview, I'm going to keep it as real as I see it. And you can, look, he's a gopher, but just don't be over here talking, go for this, go for that, because the first two times you had a chance to be a gopher, you wasn't a gopher, so, or you weren't a gopher. So, nah, we're not, we're not doing that. You're, you don't even jump in argument.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was a coach. Ben Johnson's turned it around. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to do a good job there. Um, when you think about Nebraska, or not Nebraska Wisconsin football, How close do you follow your Badger football program? Uh, cause they took an L this past weekend and it was like heaven. I mean, Iowa lost, Wisconsin lost, Nebraska lost, the Packers lost. I mean, it was heavenly. Like, I know you went to and you know, so you know about going to mass and all that, like, it was one of those things where like, it just felt like church was happening all weekend. So like, how did you feel about that though? What, what, what do you think, you know, is next for the, for the Badgers program?
3: Uh, you know. They they're Wisconsin. I, I like Graham Mertz. I, I really want yep. Graham Mertz to do well. I've met him a couple of times. He's a good dude. He can throw the ball down the field. The one thing that that they're that we generally don't have is is elite wide receivers. It's really, is really the only thing we normally don't have. Uh, but we have good wide receivers. That's not a jab at them. They always struggle with Pac-12 teams. Uh, you know, this is gonna be one of those years where we'll see how they do moving forward. But you know, I'd be willing to put a lot of money that we beat the Gophers again. But we'll we we'll, we'll just see how it goes. And honestly, as a as a as a football fan, I don't cheer for a lot of teams as because you know in basketball I just cheer for players. So obviously I'm a Badger fan, but I'm really a Vikings fan. That's all I cheer. Okay. For. So, okay. Um, when the when the Badgers play, I obviously want them to do well. Um the kid Bray Lid, Braylon brayland allen though he, he's a beast i like oh, yeah. him a lot he's a big running oh yeah back. And they'll bounce back I, I got i got confidence in him i was just happy to be in the stadium stadium see jump around and do all that again because the games are one of the best festivities you can go to
0: yeah man and so uh last one you're you're playing overseas now uh you, you said this kind of your last hurrah your last go around um what continues to drive you to want to play professional basketball
3: Oh, man, Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you can relate but just love of the game. And that's cliche. But, you know, it's like the older you get, you know, the love changes. Right. And I I don't have a family yet. Some people say, you know, family and other things come become a priority. Um, But it's that itch. Like I I still get that itch every time. Like I'm about to go to practice right now. And, you know, I just woke up from a nap and it's like I don't want to go to practice. But as soon as I get in the gym, I'm going to want to start hooping. And that's just, something that, it's, that's just something that I, you know, I'll start watching a basketball game and I'll see, you know, someone make a move or, or what have you. And, you know, I'll just I just want to hoop. That's all I want to do uh, right now. And then obviously I and then also I've had a have had a lot of injuries. So for me, uh, I've had like eight surgeries in 10 years, unfortunately. So for me, it's just also going out on my own, like kind of going out on two feet rather than limping out of the game and, and just going outstanding, playing a full, full season healthy.
0: Well, before we jump into the Daily Three, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast, and find our videos on Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. Well, this is the time I love the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. I'll take a minute 30. George takes a minute 30. Sam's gonna run the show. So take it away, Sam.
1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I want you both to
2: go back, whether it's your high school days or your college days. You guys have played in front of a lot of opposing student sections that I'm sure love to chirp you. So I, I want you to think about, and, you know, it can't be R-rated, so, you know, keep it appropriate. But what's the craziest or funniest experience you ever had with an opposing oh, going R. student section? Hey, we can uh, we can have Matt censor it after the fact. We, we got we post-production capabilities. So, Ron, why don't you start us off?
0: Uh, it's not really R, but um, you know what? Like, Wisconsin was always fun. Um, I never really felt harassed at Wisconsin. It was actually pretty fun there. I had some of my best games. You know, I think my freshman year had nine catches for 100 yards. Sophomore year had a big game against them. Uh, Junior year had a huge, like, start to the game. They somehow found a way to come back. I killed Jim Leonard down the field. Uh, And then, you know, at home we beat them uh, and got the ax. But then Iowa, different breed. I got a cheerleaders number after a game. Because uh, I scored like two touchdowns right where she was cheering. And I did the like, you know, my celebration was like, give me your. And she literally came up and gave me her number. This is back when you didn't have cell phones, people. So she had to write down a piece of paper, and hand it to me. Never called her, though, but I did get the number. It's on, and it's on video. Somebody found the video for me. It's like, is that when she came up and gave me her number? I'm like, yeah. But here's a story of the worst fan base I've ever dealt with Purdue. Purdue is so close to our sideline. They peed on toilet paper and threw it at our coaches. Like, it was raining, and so they just were, like, drunk, and they pissed on toilet paper, rolled it up, and threw it at our coaches. And, you, like, I think it was David Gibbs. I forgot who else. (laughs) You could see, like, piss blots on the back of their jackets. And we didn't figure out it was piss until we looked down and were like, wait, that paper is yellow. That's not rain tissue. And uh, eventually the cops, I think, went and found them. But, yeah, the Purdue fans are just too close to our sideline. But, yeah, that was the worst. They peed on toilet paper
3: and hit our coaches with them. How about you, Jordan? For me, uh, you know, I I feel like fans are always funny. So what I always loved was the people that were unique. So it was like. You know, everywhere I went, my whole life, I always got people. For some reason, people think I look like Carlton from Fresh Prince. So, you know, we had Ryan Evans. We had Ryan Evans my senior year, and he had the flat top haircut too. Right. So, so he had the flat top haircut. So they would always call us, you know, Carlton Banks, and come up with signs. Like I think Purdue was had a sign, had a a real cutout sign of uh, Will Smith and, and uh, Alfonso Ribeiro with me and Ryan's face cut into it. So that was funny. But the, for me, like I said, that, that got stale. So the most unique thing I heard, and this may be R-rated, um, and it wasn't even a fan base. I don't know where the dude was from. It was at the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, obviously Wisconsin has a, a lot of white guys on the team. And I don't know if I've ever laughed in the middle of a game this hard, but we were walking off the court and someone just yells – Hey, Bo Ryan, is this a basketball game or a clan rally? And I don't think I've ever like probably the most inappropriate thing I've ever heard, but it was I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life just, you know, we had a lot of white guys. It is what it is, I guess. Probably a little <laughs> Y'all mischaracterization had your <laughs> of those white guys. Yeah, a little mischaracter mischaracterization of my friends, which I don't know, I appreciate it, but uh it, it was funny. I can't. Lie. <laughs> I can't.
2: Ron's dying. I can't lie. You know, uh, cause I remember warm-ups. y'all had the
0: white hoodie warm-ups every once in a while. So <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's what yeah. I, <laughs> it was I, I like. It was I probably would have been on the court dribbling and just like I probably would have laughed. Like, man, he got you Y'all better go put the red, go put the red, put the red coach, can we get the red warm-ups Like we gotta take these white ones off. We were walking to the locker
3: room, so I was like, "Man, we we thankfully we were going out of the tunnel." But I was just like, "I I was rolling, I was rolling."
2: I don't know how we move on from that, but I'm gonna attempt to ask the next question. So, I want you to each make an argument for your respective college town. So, Ron, I want you to argue why Minneapolis was superior to Madison as a college experience, and then Jordan, I want to hear the same from you defending Madison. So, Ron, I'll, I'll let you start.
0: So this is what I'll say. Minnesota is close to downtown Minneapolis. So the problem is when you're 18, 19, and 20, you don't really enjoy downtown as much unless it's an 18-plus night. Uh, But for the 21 and up crowd, you know, you're right downtown. Uh, I'd say when I play, honestly, I'd have to go with Madison. Like, that's the the hot take of the day. Like, Madison is a better college town Uh, because when I was in school, we had to play at the Metrodome, and I was just talking to somebody Saturday about that. Like, They bust our student section to the Metrodome. So you don't have the tailgate. You don't have the walking up up and down the streets. You don't have the frat row being able to drink right before kickoff and then run. I mean, you see them running through the streets to get to the game uh, with, like, 20 minutes to go uh, running with their drinks. You couldn't do that downtown. You can't run through downtown with drinks. And so I I got it. And I actually got to go to Wisconsin. I forgot. I think it was a couple years ago um pj wasn't the coach so i can't remember or maybe it was pj's first year i don't remember but i know a couple years ago uh i got a chance to go to the badger game in madison hang out. it's a it's an awesome town it's a great experience the, the, the i think they call it the fifth quarter It's cool in the parking lot so yeah it's a tough one for me to defend minneapolis like it, it's definitely changing now but in my era i gotta say wisconsin the jump around was hot back then like it was it's a good college town compared to what Minneapolis was. So I, I gotta I gotta I mean I'm tough one for me on that one. What about
2: Dinky Town, Ron? Dinky Town's uh, so cool. <laughs>
3: uh, it, it's called, called Dinky Town. Like wait, wait, it's uh <laughs> it's called, it's called, like, I was I, hoping I mean, this would lead listen, to some we, good
2: debate and Ron's just still oh, it's Madison. It, oh, that's
3: a I mean, I mean it's, it's 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 not a it's not a debate. If we're being real, it's not a debate. The answer is in the question, like Ron said. Minneapolis is not a college town. Minneapolis it's is not. a very it's a hopping uh business, young, young professional town, especially now. Madison is the epitome of a college town. It's an isthmus. It sits right in between Lake Minota and Lake Mendota. Uh the, the city downtown is the campus. You know what I'm saying? The people downtown, they go to the square to get away from the college kids and they still can't really get away from them. So like you said, you got frat row, you have, uh, you have later, you have state street, you have, uh, Langdon, you have, yeah, just everything you need. When you walk down, there's family atmospheres on game days. There's inappropriate atmospheres on game days. There's not a lot of places you can <laughs> take a walk from the basketball arena down to the, to the football stadium and take a beer bong from three stories up on a, on a house. Uh, there's, there's just not a lot of places, not a lot of atmospheres like that. It's, uh, it is what it is. It's just yeah. It's it's not a debate.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Madison is pretty great. I've been there too. It's awesome. I thought Ron would put up more of a fight, though. That was it's, kind of a <laughs> tough one. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right. Last one. Um,
2: I want you both to reflect on your college careers. What is the, the one play that when you're laying in bed at night and you can't fall asleep, what play are you thinking of um, back from your career, whether it's a play you want back or whether it's a play that where you were really good, uh, Ron, you can go first.
0: Uh. Well, of course the Penn state game, you know, goes to my mind all the time. We won that one, Ohio state. Um, I'm actually going to go with, the Wisconsin game, and it was me and Jim Leonard one-on-one down the field because, you know, that was the plan. I, I wasn't, the plan is not to get me open. The plan is you put me one-on-one with anybody, good night. And so the plan was to get the corner to bite on a run and then have the safety have to cover me down the field. And I never actually remember the play until now when people play it, when stuff comes up on ESPN and every time before we play Wisconsin. I ran down the field probably 10 yards, 15 yards without even looking for the ball. Like, I was just running because, I like, me and Travis Cole had practiced it so much. I'm like, look, if you miss this spot, I'm not going to get it. So I can't, but I can't look because I got to make sure I'm pushing the safety out the way. And so I ran, like, 15 yards. And at the last minute, I looked up. And the announcer actually caught that because I I finally saw the TV cop. And he's like, yeah, he still doesn't look for the ball. And then at the last minute, I look up. It dropped right in. I kind of push off. And I thought I scored. And they ended up calling me out at the one. So that one gets me because I'm like, are you – kidding me right now like I, I need the bleep button for that but like I should have scored on that we end up scoring anyway on a you know run plaza or that but I wanted to score because we had worked on that all week had the matchup and the stupid ref said I was out at the one I hit the pylon I think today's football probably been a touchdown but you know back then there was no replay so that
3: gets me a little bit. <laughs> man how many how many touchdowns did you miss out on from not having replay?
0: oh man a bunch like we we had a stupid end zone at one point against purdue and so it was like green to white and then maroon like a rectangle. it was the dumbest end zone i've ever seen because of the vikings and yeah we had a bunch of like stepping <laughs> on the green which should be a touchdown but the refs were confused thinking the maroon was the end zone and they was calling us out uh and there's a picture in star tribune actually overtime against purdue with that with foot in the green refs saying no and there's no replay so they we just had to go with it it was stupid
3: yeah. Man, well, I'll, go, I'll go quick. I got, I got a couple, honestly. I had one. We played Duke my sophomore year. Is more of a funny one. And I was a young kid uh, playing Duke, ended up winning the national championship that year. Um, but we're down maybe like six – or we're up, sorry, six or maybe four, something like that, five late in the game. And uh, they came down. I think it was uh, Kyle Singler or someone tried to like shot fake and throw a no-look pass to the corner. And I jumped it, intercepted it. And it would have sealed – pretty much sealed the game – I'm holding it in my pocket, and Nolan Smith comes up behind me, knocks it out of my hand. not I write back to Kyle and say, Look, he swings it. Somebody hits a three. They get right back in the game, and I'm over here. I'm, I went to the bar that night, and uh, one of my friends was like, oh, man, you went from hero to zero. And I was like, yeah, yeah sure so did. And then I have uh, the one against Ohio State when they were number one. I hit a three in front of Aaron Kraft, which is uh, one that was just kind of – I remember the crowd. It was electric. And then the last one was the last play of my career against Syracuse, Sweet 16 um coach ryan let me drop the play supposed to be a horns action with the two three zone at the top and uh, my teammate was supposed to slip to the middle we didn't execute it right i ended up having to heave a three up and we didn't get a good shot off ended up losing by one it was it was all bad and it's crazy because i'm sure Ryan can can uh uh Attest to this is you just you know how how small the margin of error is when it, oh, yeah. you have that because some of those things can swing your career, swing your team, you know your teammates' career, whatever. So uh, yeah, stuff like that. That one definitely keeps me up at night.
0: So yeah, had a Carlton Banks just, type of shot, like Carlton Banks did that. Really <laughs> and hit, Carleton, the Carlton ball from hey, it, the end, threw it up, straight. <laughs> Slow mo. Everybody's hoping it hits the back of the wall.
3: But <laughs> that that joint grazed the bottom of the rim. It grazed the <laughs> bottom of the rim. I said, uh, standing there just like this like he wasn't (laughs) didn't go in he's gonna go in nope it did go in right (laughs) well i want to
0: thank jordan taylor for joining me today on the ron johnson show please go back and look at the interview he has some great stuff to say check out i mean this dude was part of the klu klux clan of wisconsin in a game so you gotta (laughs) go back make sure you go back if you're just checking it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Jamie> Fox,
2: <laughs> but,
0: but make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota for endless Vikings talk during the football season. Not only can you find us on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform, but we are now on Roku and Amazon Fire with all the new Locked On Sports Minnesota's app. Check out Check out today all of our favorite shows. You can check out the Ron Johnson Show, Superior Sports Talk, Locked On Vikings, The Football Party. Make sure you check it out. We have the biggest and best podcasters in the city of Minnesota. And, of course, we're going to talk Vikings talk. That'll do it for today. Have a great one.